I think that a lot of people do know some Aboriginal people that just don't realise it. You look at my mum, she's English. You look at my dad, he's Aboriginal. And look at me, I'm a bit in between. <laughs> I haven't got the flat nose anymore. I sometimes wish I did. You know, just because I'm Aboriginal doesn't mean I have a flag tattooed to my forehead. Like most of them call me Auntie Lynn, and I'm happy to be their auntie, even though that I'm not. Because I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. I am Aboriginal because of my DNA, not because of my lingo. Meet the Mob, a podcast from 1233 ABC Newcastle with Jill Emerson. Subscribe at abc.net.au slash Newcastle. I'm down on the grounds of Musselbrook TAFE where they have a program here that's an, an enrichment program for Aboriginal people and Tyrell Roadley has been doing it. What have you got out of this program, Tyrell? Well, I come down here and there's plenty of, like, tutors and stuff and they help us with our schoolwork and help us complete all our assignments and stuff and get them in on time so as i understand it it's targeted at aboriginal people that like school that aren't falling off the perch but just need a little leg up is that a good description yeah that's definitely a good description what have you got out of it it's just it's given us more opportunities to get us like aboriginal students out into the community and get involved in other stuff so yeah what do you think might have happened for you education-wise if you didn't have that support? Well, I think that I would definitely still be in school, but I might be falling behind quite a bit in all my subjects and stuff. This program has definitely helped me with keeping up with my work and staying in school and striving for the excellence, I guess. Do you want to do your HSC? Yeah, definitely. Where did you start your schooling life? Um, I started schooling in Queensland in Gympie. I went to a school there called Gympie West and then that's where I first went to school and then I went to another school there in One Mile and then I moved down here. Okay, so you've moved around a bit. How come? Um, Just because we have family in quite a lot of places and my mum's just like wants to see everyone and get back together. So yeah. So you've been a family on the road? Pretty much, yes. (laughs) You're smiling but I imagine sometimes that would have been a bit hard. Yeah, because we have quite a big family, so all of us moving at once and it's quite like rough, especially if we're made friends and stuff at school and we're moving away from and having to start all, all over again, so yeah. When you say us, how many is us? So there was six kids, including myself and my mum and her partner. Yeah, everyone moving all at once. Quite a bandwagon, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> I understand that you're no longer with your mum. Did you actually leave home or how did that happen? So it was in 2010 when I left home and it was just all this other stuff building up between family. I kind of felt like I was getting targeted by like my family and stuff like that. Yeah, this this one event happened where we went back home, like to my hometown in Tari to see my my great-grandfather because I decided to go and see my father because he also lives in Tari. When we went home that afternoon, they commented on why I left and because my great-grandfather is a white person and my, my dad is a black person or Aboriginal, they said the only reason why I would like to go to my father's house when we went there is because I didn't want to hang out with the white dogs of their family. Oh, dear. Who was that negative stuff coming from? My grandmother said stuff like that to me. That's where it all came from. And she pretty much said that's what I said to my grandma and she said that to my mother and then it, they all just started getting really angry at me and so I left. Was that the first time something like that had ever happened to you? No. The only reason why I left really is 
that would have been like the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess. So like it was just all stuff building up from like other stuff that's been happening with my grandma and stuff. So is this a real split between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal parts of your family? A bit of a fight? It sounds like that. I would say that not in particular like with my mum and stuff because she would always try to get us involved with all the Aboriginal stuff through school, like doing dance and stuff for NAIDOC Day. But that more of the um, judgmental side would definitely come from like my grandmother and stuff like that because they were raised different and she's she's like full, like a white Australian person. Um... Yeah, and because, like, her family would go through the war and stuff like that, so it's just all through that criticism and stuff, not being able to really accept Aboriginal people. Tyrell Roadley with me on Meet the Mob on 12.33, ABC Newcastle. You said your dad's Aboriginal from Taree. Did you grow up as an Aboriginal boy? I grew up as an Aboriginal boy doing all the Aboriginal stuff that you'd um, usually do like through school and stuff but I wouldn't say it was like a traditional Aboriginal kind of thing. Definitely had the sense of culture throughout my whole life. Although as I look at you, you could actually pass for Greek. Yeah, I get that a lot because of the thick eyebrows and stuff so the dark features but yeah. I guess you could have fun with that. Yes. I sometimes tell people that I'm from there and they're like, oh really wow and I'm like, no I'm, I was just joking from Australia. You said that you'd like to help other Aboriginal people who've had a similar story to yours have you heard of that kind of thing happening in other friends of yours i haven't heard it like with aboriginal people and stuff but i've definitely had a few friends that have had the same kind of situation feeling like people are all against them and stuff and like having to leave and i don't feel like when i've heard those stories i was in the position to help at the time but like now i definitely feel like i could help apart from the background of why it happened what did you physically do when you decided to leave home where did you go and how did you get there? When I decided that I was leaving, I just said that to the, my parents that I was leaving and then, like, I packed my bag and whatnot. And then, because um, I was already at school, like, I went to primary school with one of my good friends that I met, like, I met in primary school. And I met their family and stuff and I got along really well with them and I was learning all cultural stuff with them. And um, so when I decided that I was leaving... I messaged them and asked if I could come and stay with them because at the time I wasn't planning on going for that long. It was just kind of to prove a point or something like that. I went and lived with them. So Even though you might have only been what, wanting a bed for the night or something. Yeah, yeah. Where were you at the time? At the time I was living in Aberdeen, so that's about 10 kilometres from Musselbrook. And then um, I got a lift in to Musselbrook with one of my friends that lived in Aberdeen. And then, um, yeah, I went to the, my family now, like my um, carers pretty much has been with them ever since. So they opened the front door and they closed it behind you and said, stay with us? Yeah, definitely. How long's that been? It would have been about May 2010 till now. So they're your permanent guardians? Yes. On Meet the Mob on 12.33 ABC Newcastle, I'm with Tyrell Roadley, who's, uh, well, he's up for doing his HSC next. University is kind of held out as the big dream of getting your HSC. Is it part of your story, do you think, and why? I'd say uni is definitely something that I'd want to do. Like, once I finish school, I've always wanted to go to uni. I've had the thought of going to uni and doing theatre and acting and stuff like that. But um, until I finished high school, I I think I'd have a better idea of what I want to do because, for all I know, it could change before I go to uni. I've just always wanted to go and be able to make my family, my extended family and whatnot, proud of myself So and like be able to say that I'm the one, I was the one who finished high school and I was the one who went to uni. Have most of your family not finished school or gone to uni? Yeah, so with my actual family, like my real, my birth family, 
Um, I only have one older brother and he hasn't gone to uni, he hasn't finished school. You obviously have to do a lot of work for studying. What do you do in your spare time? I like to listen to music and stuff like that. Like it kind of chills me out and also go and hang out with my friends and stuff. So, What kind of music are you into? I'm pretty much into any kind of music. Like, um, I like songs that you can sing along with and just go crazy in the shower and whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah. Got any favourite stars at the moment? I like listening to Jessie J. She's really like a really good vocalist, so she just, I don't know, melts me. She makes me feel really good. <laughs> can you sing? Um, I like to think so. Probably not to other people. <laughs> you give the shower a good workout? Yeah, the shower head's very impressed. <laughs> And with your friends, hanging around weekends, what do you do? Um, well, we just go back to each other's house and stuff like that. We sometimes go out for dinner, yeah. Is there enough to do in Musselbrook? I think Musselbrook's okay to live in for certain people, but for myself I wouldn't say that it's one of my ideal places to live for activities and stuff like that. Like, it, We're actually getting a cinema soon because usually people drive all the way to Singleton, which is like 40 k's away to go to the movies and just watch a movie and like spend that much money on fuel and stuff and paying to go watch it but yeah it's good now that we're getting a cinema and it's offering more jobs for other people as well like young people so that's pretty good and when it comes to holidays and things like that do you like to get out of Musselbrook? Yeah, definitely. It's pretty much one of my only chances to get out of here. Um, although, like, this is where all my friends are and stuff, yeah, I do look forward to getting out of Musselbrook. <laughs> is there quite a scene, an Aboriginal scene here in Musselbrook amongst the young people? It's definitely not, like, the most connected group of people. Like, a lot of us, I can't, I'm not myself personally, but from hearing other people's stories and stuff like that, they would say that Aboriginal groups and families sometimes don't get along and they clash and stuff, so... Is that true? Well, from seeing stuff like that, yeah, with other people in my family at the moment, like the people that I live with, they sometimes clash with the other um, families and stuff, just not seeing eye to eye, I guess, so, yeah. Do you think that's a particularly Aboriginal thing? I would say it's definitely like a typical kind of Aboriginal families groups thing to do, like have clashes and whatnot, but yeah, used to it. <laughs> I hear about that, that that happens a lot. It, it does, it's really there, is it? Yeah, I would definitely say it's there in all communities, not even not just Musbrook, definitely. Yeah. Do you have any idea why that's the case? I would have no idea. I just think maybe it's about, like people thinking they're better than each other or whatnot, just like more deadlier or whatever. <laughs> that deadly word. It's yeah. kind of everywhere in the Aboriginal yeah. community, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for taking some time to do this interview with me. Have you done a radio interview before? No, I haven't. This will definitely be my first, and I can check it off now. Well, we're going to put it up on iTunes so you can um, podcast it and send it to all your friends. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I can't wait to show my sister because she'd definitely be proud of me, I guess, for like getting in the interview because she does the same type of stuff. Oh, is she into media? Yeah, she's done quite a lot of journalism and stuff like that. She's worked for radios and whatnot, but now she's working for SBS. So she does um, the she's a um, the news reporter on. What's her name? Brooke Boney. Wow. Well, you can tell her that you know you're going to muscle into her corner. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you for being my guest on Meet the Mob. No problem. You've been listening to a 12.33 ABC Newcastle podcast. For more, visit our website at abc.net.au slash newcastle.